When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you going to play squadrons tonight? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Got to at least cool. get a couple games in for sure. What, what up, guys? guys? Welcome, Welcome back, back to another Nerd, Nerd Theory podcast. podcast. I almost said real, too. We're back with Josh and myself from the Den of Nerds. Today, Today we've got, got some interesting, interesting stuff to talk about, about some rumors, some alleged leaks, and uh, some confirmation. So, Josh, apparently yeah. we're getting a, a Bane... Project, project you propose? Yes, that is the word. The word on the street is that Disney's developing uh, multiple Darth Bane projects. Uh, this is coming from Daniel Richtman. I always tell people uh, in my audience, Daniel's one of the good ones as far as insiders go. He's usually pretty solid with his stuff. He revealed this on his Patreon, and other people sort of picked up on it and have been talking about it. But it says here... Uh, according to Rickman's Patreon, Disney hopes to use Darth Bane in several projects. He also mentioned that this could include a solo project. This time period has been mainly unexplored in the Star Wars canon, so this would be uh, open up an exciting avenue for storytelling. So the reason uh, – well, there's a couple of interesting sort of tendrils that we can get into from this, right? Um, but one of them is I think a lot of Star Wars fans really want Old Republic. I think we've wanted Old Republic in live action for a while. And most people go to Revan right away. They're like, right. I want to see Revan. My thing is, I actually don't really want them to retell Revan's story. I, I think it would be better to just kind of not go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I instead think focusing on Darth Bane or talking about Darth Bane would be the way to do it. Because there's a part in the lore where Bane is sort of called to a Sith holocron. And it ends up being Revan's holocron. And he learns from this holocron which sort of sets him on his path to then develop the rule of two right so yeah man uh multiple darth bane projects uh do you think it's gonna be a disney plus or a movie i mean or like a trilogy yeah so okay so everyone everyone keeps uh saying there's an echo is the echo gone what echo when josh talks is it you oh you okay how about now oh was it you the whole time was it something on your mixer What's up? Are we good? I didn't hear an echo. I don't hear anything. Could be could be trolls or is it is it real? I don't know. Echo's gone. All right. All right. Cool. Perhaps um, it was you. So, my, yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So the thing that's crazy about that, or I guess with the Disney Plus question, what would you want? Would you prefer it to be on a Disney Plus thing, or do you think this is a good enough kind of thing to maybe go movie with? Uh, I think it's definitely, you know, you can go either way. I think what's going to make them more money is probably Disney Plus. Um, and it's just more convenient. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Disney Plus. I do miss having, you know, a, a blockbuster movie, you know, in theaters, a Star yeah. Wars movie to go to, and you know, line up and this and that. But, you know, with COVID and everything going on now, I'd, don't really see that happening so um yeah down disney plus i think it gives them a lot more room to explore characters the thing with shows 
in my opinion, is that you it can go one of two ways. You can either just really focus on minutia details of things that don't really matter, or you can actually develop a character much more detailed than a movie because you have more time. So right, yeah, it can go two ways. I'm down with a show. I think a show would be fun. Yeah, I so I go back and forth on it. I think a show would be cool, but I almost wish like Bane is such a cool character that I almost wish they would center the next series of movies around the Bane character. Like if they figured out a way to create either a trilogy or a series surrounding the galaxy at that time and sort of Disney did their version of that time, uh, I think that is a pretty compelling place to put some big movies like that. When you so. say their version of that time, what do you mean? Do you mean like well, they rewrite Legends or are we just going to... Yeah, yeah. I doubt, and, and you know, it's funny. So I've been talking to some people about this. Um, shout out to Lord Callus. He's a really good lore channel. Um, and I did like a stream with him and sort of talked about this as well. Uh, I don't think Disney is going to just straight adapt a Legends character. I mean, they di technically didn't even do that with Thrawn. So I highly doubt they're just going to copy characters from Legends. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, it's over the years, especially, I, I just don't think that they would take Legends characters um, and just copy paste because it just would ruin the timeline that they've created. If they had continued the timeline from Legends, sure. yeah, it makes sense. But now it just wouldn't make sense. So it's yeah. we kind of have, have these alternate universes of Star Wars. Some people yeah. see the old ones as canon still because it was under George Lucas. Some people see those as extended universe, and now they see this canon. Yeah. It's whatever you want. It's up for interpretation, I feel like. So, um, yeah. Go yeah, for it. it. You know, just, just, just make it make sense. That's all. Yeah. I think they would change Bane, but I think they could still hold true to a lot of the things that make that character so great. I, I do think there's there's stuff there that they would carry over. And I mean, like, if you think about Thrawn, like, Thrawn is still Sherlock Holmes. Like, he's still Sherlock Holmes in Star Wars. He's still three steps ahead. He's still ruthless. Mm -hmm. They just gave him some some sort of backstory, and they kind of softened him up a little bit. You know what I mean? He's a little, His motives are a little more ambiguous. He really wants to protect his people. You know, there's these new kind of threads that are put in there. And I think they could do that with Bane and still have a really satisfying Sith Lord. I mean, Bane is a really, really interesting character. And his apprentice, uh, Xana, is a really interesting character as well. So it would be kind of cool. And the thing, the thing that I think is dope is Bane in the Rule of Two carries all the way through to Palpatine. I mean, yeah. like Palpatine, he, him, a lot of the things that he did come from Bane and then yeah. Plagueis. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I just hope that, you know, maybe I understand that there, there's a there's a new group with the story group ever since, you know, Disney bought it. Right. And, and um, some people are still, you know, the OGs from back when George was there and some people are new that are brought in. Um, so it's like we're getting this very diverse amount of storytelling from different sides of Star Wars, right? People that were brought in by Disney. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Look, I, I don't care who makes it as long as it's got the right people behind it and it's a great show. That's yeah. all I care about. And it tells the story, you know, respectively to the characters. Yeah. Now, Especially with Darth Bane because it's, it's, yeah. he's, he's the dude that's set up so much. Yeah. He's, so. It's very important to to nail that character, I think. But yeah, it would be cool 
to have that kind of a through line and to sort of go back and see that. Because I think Bane, so here's what's interesting. So I think Bane is such a cool character, but I doubt Disney would make a, a protagonist that was technically a Sith and a very ruthless, like, kind of almost conquering Sith. I mean, he yeah. read weddings, all the Sith yeah. with the thought bomb. And, you know, he's so I don't know. I just I have my doubts about Disney taking that character and making him the protagonist of a series of movies. Yeah, I'm a little worried about them making any bad guy protagonist because they've just, you know, over the, the years we've seen with all the, the EA games, it's like they just turn into good. Yeah. After That's like thing, a few right? minutes, it's like, oh no, is Bane going to turn into a good guy? Right, exactly. What, what, what the heck's going to happen with that? But, yeah, man, I mean, I would love to see a, a story following the other side, which is not the light side. I think it's really interesting. I think, oh, dude, what, mm -hmm. I just noticed your hat. Oh, the little baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, it's funny you say that because that's one of the biggest uh, letdowns for the sequel trilogy for me was when Snoke says, I'm going to finish his training. And then I thought about what Sith training would look like or what dark yeah. side training would look like with Kylo. Yeah. And I was just like, I was ready for it, dude. I wanted to like open up on like a version of um, Yoda and Luke and Empire, but from mm. the dark side perspective, we've never seen that. Like, yeah. I mean, we've seen it in video games, we've seen it in books and stuff, but like we've never seen it in the movie. So yeah, that would be, it would be incredible. But again, I just doubt Disney well, would do they, it, right? they it's it's weird, man. They extrapolated on in, in the comics with the whole. And it, what, what's so strange to me is like Snoke threw Kylo off a cliff. Did you see that one? Yes. He mm -hmm. threw him off a cliff, and Kylo was just floating above the spikes, above yeah. the rocks, the ground. Dude, there's like 50 ambulances going by my place. I was about to ask, like, are they coming to get you? I or hope what? they're okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Like, what is going on over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well we'll <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Um, yeah, right. See ya. Uh, uh, so, sorry. Wait, what were you? What were you just saying before the ambulance? Thing? Well, it's just like they they put all that stuff in the comics, but it's like you know that would have been something that would have been really sweet to see in the movies, right? It's like Snoke training Kylo would have been very yeah. interesting. Totally, totally. I wasn't crazy about that look they gave Snoke. Man, they kind of gave him like a. Almost like a Papa Smurf or like a Fern Gully kind of thing going on, where he's like got like, he he looked almost like this shaman, uh, like of the wills. Maybe, yeah. but I'm like it looked a little weird to me. I was like that doesn't match up with the Snoke I I know from uh, the movies. But I guess we never really knew that guy anyway, right? So yeah, and what was weird was Snoke from Episode Seven looked much more um, weathered and beaten up than the Snoke in Episode Eight. Mm. So I was thinking, yeah. okay, well, is he regenerating or something like that? Or, like, what's the deal? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess now it doesn't matter. I guess now it just means nothing, but... Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah, it was the was the thing. But, I, yeah, if we want to turn into some uh, some positive stuff, we can talk about some of this Mando uh Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the Disney Plus Denmark confirming Rosario Dawson and Timothy Oliphant for the Mando season two. Okay, super cool story. Uh, almost like, to in, I think in some people's opinions, maybe a non-story. And uh, I find that really interesting because we've been talking about this rumor with Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka uh, 
for almost like a year now. But there's those people out there that are like, until it comes from Disney, it is not confirmed. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. look, I get that, and I get being skeptical. Absolutely, yeah. But you know, yeah. we're fans. We can still talk about stuff. So it's yeah, yeah, for sure. This was a nice uh, little confirmation. What happened was there was a trailer put out uh, in, I believe it was in Holland or something, right? And uh, essentially in the trailer and it's not an image it's just text but the text confirms that rosario dawson and timothy olfant will be in the mandalorian season two and mm. uh, again it just sort of it's one of those things that i think just solidifies and, and should quiet a lot of doubt out there for people that rosario dawson is going to be live action ahsoka live action ahsoka is coming um and yeah it's going to be a big deal so yeah and we have the writers that are also announced for it so i'm going to pull that up here yeah, this one was really Particularly, cool you were, you were talking about before we started the stream, Dave Filoni on episode five. Yes. yes. So, let, so let's get into it. Yeah, so the whole idea, of course, is, you know, with the Rosario uh, being Ahsoka thing and with Ahsoka coming into live action. And by the way, total side note here, I always come back to that interview that he did. I want to say it was in January of this year where somebody asked him, could we ever see some of the Star Wars Rebels characters uh, come in live action? You ever seen that where he like giggles like a little boy and he's like, never say never. Like just basically mm. like holding back as much as he can. Uh, but yeah, episode five written by Dave. And the thing that most people are speculating is that this will obviously be the episode with Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, because that's Dave's baby. But beyond even that, I personally think that this episode will be sort of calling card or a preview for the live action Filoni verse that we have been talking about because it's not just Ahsoka that's going to be in this episode. It's going to be a lot of familiar faces. So, uh, you know, that uh, speculation for sure, but uh, that's kind of where a lot of people's heads uh, are at with it. Yeah, that Filoni verse would be pretty fun. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much anything he makes, I'm down for. I just, I just feel like he has the right uh, resume. Uh, yeah, man. I think it's going to be something to uh, to get fans pretty excited again. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool to see that episode. Do use Waldo come to Disney Plus? What? Hmm? Oh, that was a super chat. Uh, hey, my guy, what's your favorite cheese? Episode 13 of Mando. We going to see Ezra Thrawn, you think? Stay fresh. No Echo series for more depth. Thanks, man. What up, Wesley? Um, right, so my favorite cheese got to be probably Brie or something like that. Episode 13 of Mando. Maybe we'll see Ezra. I mean, I mean that's uh, what people are saying, yeah. And yeah. Our boy uh, Rahul uh, seems to be yeah, ready to go he for was, it. Uh, so. He was on Twitch or something, and he was saying something about the stream. I think so. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that he was on. I couldn't find it, but somebody said that he was on Twitch talking about us talking about him as Ezra. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't find it for sure. But I think he knows. I mean, the thing is, he's a part of the Star Wars fandom, so he knows he knows what's what. You know what I mean? So he, he knows that we know my guy doesn't all. follow me back. He doesn't. No. Man, that's, no Star that's Wars weak. officials do. None of them. Do you think you're on some kind of list where they're like, no, nah, I can't do it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. well then. That's probably... Yeah, that's probably why. Uh, James <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arnold Taylor is, I think, like the only guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's cool, man. He's he's yeah. a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's very no, nice. That, yeah, that's sweet. 
So what do you make of uh, what do you think? You think five is the is the Feloniverse episode? What are your thoughts on this Mando episode five? Because it's like for me, like when's episode five, man? I gotta know. Like I I, I just that's that's the whole kit and Well, what is it when when it comes out on the thirtieth of October? We get two episodes. Is that what it is? We get two right off the bat. Is that is that really what's going on? That's what I heard. But then again, you never know with these rumors. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. If I, I mean, I that could be the case, and I just don't, I'm not aware of it. But damn, that would be really cool. That'd be cool. Honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with um, COVID, I could see them wanting to really like you know up the the watch time or something or up the incentive of uh, being on Disney Plus because then you know of course just like YouTube, you know, we go watch one video, you're gonna watch a few others, and before you know it, you're paying for a yearly membership. Yeah, no, I mean that would be awesome. More Amanda, the better. Um, absolutely but yeah man i think uh, i think at the end of the day like mando it's just such a good time because we're really hungry for content in general just yeah. cuz you know covid um and the show had a fire first season but i don't know about if you feel this way but for me like even though i liked season 1 it didn't like blow my mind like i think it did for some people um but what i'm hearing and, and what i think's going to happen uh, next is going to be rather incredible. I hope so. I hope it's going to be incredible. Um, I can't see it really not. So, especially, you know, with how it was left off in the first season, I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, the main thing for me is them basically now, it's, it's like the first season was kind of like a, like a, like the entry into season two. I feel like it was like season zero. And now season two is like season one where it really begins because now he's going to go on this journey and the whole thing is revolving around him finding the Jedi or finding, you know, where he can take baby Yoda and it's going to lead us to a lot of interesting things that we may not know the answer to or ever have seen or ever known. Yeah, man. I got a couple of crazy theories. You want to hear a couple of theories? Yeah, absolutely. So remember episode five last season when Fennec Shand at the end, you, you see the, like the boots and the cape and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so dead. a lot of people, right. Well, I don't know if she is to be right, honest, yeah, okay. um, but some people think that, uh, well, we all kind of thought that was Boba cause like the cape and the spurs and the sound effect really sounded like Boba. Yeah. I, th- I think it is Boba. I was like definitely shipping for that. Yeah. So now I'm thinking it's actually going to be Cobb Vanth. Okay, so Cobb Vanth, mm. you know about this guy? The dude who took Boba's armor? Yes. So Cobb Vanth, I believe, is going to end up being, because he's who Timothy Olfan is playing, right? right? So Cobb Vanth, I think, found Fennec Shand at the end of that episode. I also think that Fennec Shand is actually working with uh, whatever that place is called on Tatooine, Freetown or whatever, that uh, Cobb Vanth sort of runs. Because the whole idea is that, like, so Fennec Shand, the man, or uh, not Mando, but the Telecan kid, is taking a job to take out Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, Shand is a notorious bounty hunter that was most known for taking out like big, high-profile people like the Huts or uh, cartel runners or you know small uh, warlords, whatever. Right. So she had that kind of a reputation, but if the guild is coming after her then she must have turned on that right 
And so if Cobb Vanth is running some, cause his whole thing was trying to create a, a space on Tatooine that was free from the crime syndicates and that kind of stuff. Right? So what if he's running Freetown Shand is a part of Freetown <clears throat> at the end of episode five in season one, we thought Boba was there to either take the bounty or, or finish her off or whatever, but it's actually Cobb Vanth that is rescuing her and bringing her to Freetown. Now, I was thinking in my head, like, what? how's Boba going to fit into this, right? Like, how's Boba going to fit he's into this? He's coming back for his armor. He's like, hey, you bastard, give me my armor. Right. So the whole right, time right, we're going right. to think it's Boba in the suit, but it's not. Yeah, right. But, like, what? okay, so, so here, okay, here's an interesting question then. Where does Din Djarin fit into that? Why is Din Djarin there, and why does Din Djarin have Boba's armor in the trailer, if he, if he does? I think he's he's hired by Boba. Or he's working with him. He could be. Yeah, he yeah. could be. I think it's up, possible. Which would be so well, cool. Oh, it would be a dis- it would be disgusting. I think he might be trying to find Boba not because of any personal connection he has to Boba, but because Boba has a connection to maybe Luke Skywalker. Hold on. What if IG eleven was sent by Boba? Mm, could be. Could be. But okay, so here's another interesting question. Where's Boba been? Because the only thing we've got in the new canon is Laying his low. armor. Yeah, but why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't understand. It, especially if Cobb Vanth is running around Tatooine in his armor, and presumably Boba is alive on Tatooine. Why has Boba let that slide this whole time? He's laying low. He knows that the rebels want him dead, and he knows that, that everyone knows that he has some massive. I mean, he's super famous. He's the most dangerous bounty hunter in the galaxy. So what if he is laying low and he's using the Mandalorian the way and him and Cobb Vanth are both doing the same thing that Din Djarin was doing with the other Mandalorians where it's like only one of them goes above ground at a time, right? So what if Cobb Vanth and Boba are actually working together and they're taking turns going out as you know Boba or Vanth or whoever – and uh, they both end up being Mandalorian. You remember in the first one how so many people were like, oh, you can see Boba Fett in the background. Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. that in the, in, in the Enclave? Yeah. Um, what if it's Cobb Vanth? Who's just like trying incredible. to be all like, yeah, I'm a Mando. Yeah. yeah that would yeah, be yeah. incredible. Look, either way, here's the deal. They have a lot that they need to explain. Gets his ass they, completely kicked. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, my God, what the hell? Why is Boba like sucking? And then... Takes his helmet off, and we see it's like, wait, that's not. Yeah, it's not Tamora yeah. Morrison. That's not. That's not Boba. So, how, what do you think Tamora Morrison's gonna look like when he's Boba? You think like how messed up is his Gnarled. face gonna be? Gnarled. Yeah, he's gonna be blind to be in one eye at least. I think he's gonna have like acid burns. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be messed up. Maybe have like yeah. a mechanical arm or leg or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome, dude. Okay, so that's that's incredible, and I hope that's true because the here's what's crazy is. There's supposed to be a Boba show. Mm-hmm. And it's supposedly, we don't know for sure, like we know very little, but but supposedly it's going to spin out of Mando, not like a prequel. Interesting. It's going to spin out of Mando. So after Mando or during? Yeah, after. So he survives. Probably during maybe season three or four. But this is, okay, so this, an original report came out and said that there's Boba in this season, but there's going to be even more Boba in next season of Mando. And then he spins out of season three into his own show. 
Very cool. Is is actually the rumor. Well, that was one of the early reports. So I don't know. Like I, I'm just so curious. Like what was he healing that whole time? Like is he just is he laying low? Like I don't you think said, he was because healing. He I, yeah, I think he's just laying low and and just like Palpatine was in Episode Nine. He's just pulling strings of things in the background, maybe. That would be awesome. I'd love it if he takes over Jabba's palace. And he's and he's huh. like kicking it and like either But it blew up. Well the la did the palace blow up or did the barge blow up? I think the Well the barge blew up. He's probably got a bunch of barge, Yeah, the palace bunch, bunch itself is, is probably yeah, that's true. He probably has a couple places, yeah. yeah. But if the huts are like getting sort of kicked out of there, maybe Boba's like setting up shop, man. You know what I mean? Maybe. What what if he's hired by Moff. Uh, Gideon, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's also a possibility, but that begs the question then, how would Mo- Gideon have access to him when he's seemingly disappeared and he's laying low, right? Well, that's just the way of the Empire, but I feel like if you do that, then you're going to have Mando versus Boba, and you can't have Boba lose. So No, you can't, no. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a really interesting, they have to, you're right, yeah, they have to, and you know what else, too, dude, I was thinking about this, you know about how Boba's not Mandalorian anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop with that, we need that fixed, like, now, you know what I mean, like, I, I need to know what that means, because technically, like, if you listen to Dave talk about it, he talks about how it's a George idea, um, and he gave him notes on this, and then when they explore that in Clone Wars, it's a member of Death Watch, that reprimands Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan says, uh, Obi-Wan's speaking of Jango. Mm-hmm. And the member of Death Watch pretty much says, like, oh, he's not a Mandalorian. Like, wherever he, where he got that suit, nobody knows. Yeah. But basically, screw that guy. Well, I want to know, like, is that real? Or is that just that dude's opinion? Was Boba a foundling? Was he completely an imposter? Like, I, I there's things that I need cleared up. Uh, and I'm hoping we get some. My of that. knowledge is rusty on the legends aspect of that, but apparently he stole it. He took okay. the. No, apparently it's not even. It's not even. Uh, there isn't. I don't even think there's best scar on it though. That's the thing. It's uh, just like a replica or something like that. Interesting. I wish okay. we had Sam Witwer in the chat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody fix that lore situation up. Well, yeah. either way, I want an explanation, dude. Like. And to be honest with you, I want Boba to be Mandalore, Mandalorian. And if he's not, maybe he can earn his way back into being considered I like that he's not. I really like that he's not. For real? Yeah, I like that Django's not Mandalorian. Okay, why? Why? Because it just shows it how so much crazy. of a badass he is that he doesn't have to be part of their clan and he can be like numero uno and the most deadly dude true, just by true. his his sheer work and discipline and, and talent in killing yeah no i feel you man i i guess for me just i don't know i cling on to that old school like just he was always mandalorian to me and and the thing is even in the first press release for mando do you remember the very first press release for it they name dropped Django and boba in that press release and like i can't yeah, help but i remember yeah yeah it was like you've you've known the story of Django fett and boba fett now Learn the story of a lone gunfighter, you know, something like that. Hmm. Um, but they use Django and Boba even in that press release 
because they know nobody's get, like you can't fit it on a press relief that like yeah, at one time he was a Mandalorian, but not technically anymore. You know. Well, yeah, it's like he in Legends he wasn't a Mandalorian per se, but he still there's strong affiliation with him being okay. a Mandalorian because of the armor. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, it's funny because technically, wouldn't Cobb Vanth be doing kind of like the same thing? Isn't he kind of repping the? Uh... Well, Cobb Vanth is just a dude in a Halloween costume. That's all he is. You, know, you think he's gonna get whacked? He's like, uh, he's like the kid from The Incredibles who, um, what's his name? Oh yeah, what's you his remember? Name? Yeah, uh, the first villain of the yeah, first yeah, movie. Yeah the, yeah, the crazy kid who got sidelined by Mr. Incredible. I just remember it starts with the S. Something Ciro, Ciro, or something. It's not Sinestro. That's DC. Um, No, but it's probably something similar to that. New chattel. I can find out in like two seconds. I can just ask uh, Siri. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Boba is a young clone of Django, just to be a son. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the boys' season finale is already here. Time definitely has gone by fast. Yeah, dude, change subject just to, for a brief second on the boys. I love yep. the boys, but I just feel like this season. I'm so dis. I didn't. I found out today that it's the season finale this Friday. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the mm-hmm. hell is going on here? Yeah, his name is no, Syndrome. I, Syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah, right, yeah, right, okay, right. okay. 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 Yeah, we talked about this before, we but did. I'm with you on that. I, yeah. I mean, what the hell? It's great, fear, but it's yeah. They. Happened. Well, you know, it's funny actually. It feels like an old television trope because sometimes TV would do this thing where they would spend a lot on a first season and then they actually cut the budget for the second season mm-hmm. because the philosophy in TV was like, oh, once we got you, like we got you. And then they can sort of just serialize it and spread it out. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's exactly what's going on with the boys. But I think, you know, what's funny is um, I like Eric Kripke a lot and I think he's good at what he does, but I think he's fallen a little bit too much in love with like his own like legend in some ways like with the show because it, it feels like it's leaning too much into its its shtick it's like regularly scheduled shtick and gore and you know uh explicit content and the substance uh, seems to be lacking for me a little it's just i feel like we could have gotten a lot more episodes that were in concise you know Instead mm-hmm. of having this many episodes, you could have had that in like two. Explain it all in Dude, two episodes. The first three episodes need to be half an episode. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah. Just I dragged agree. out. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe, you know, we're going to get a crazy finale. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, now we're digressing onto the boys. But, <laughs> um, but I, I will say that Sony Studios is numero uno. They are killing it with Cobra Kai and the boys. I feel like I, I'm a big fan now of. of of yep. the stuff they make. And of course they made, you know, the first Spider-Man and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. I hope if Disney were to cast Revan, it would be straight up Keanu and no one else. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, you probably saw in my thumbnail the other day. We need a Mandalorian nice. video game. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like the, uh, the Django video game that we got in the early 2000s. Yeah, I want, well, I mean, you know, in video game form or whatever, but I want to see Jedi Mandalorian Wars, dude. And to be honest with you, like with the way Mando was going, I maybe thought that's something they could explore in the future. Set that stuff up for the future. The problem is there's no Mandalorians, there's no Jedi. It'd be a very boring war at this point. But uh, maybe eventually down the line we can re uh, sort of discover that. But I'd love to see that that go down, man. Like an old tale, like an old 
Yeah, dude, the tar, old story tell the story of Tar Vizsla. That's a that's a e- old Republic story that should be told. The Mandalorian with Force powers, who was a Jedi. Yes, and I know. I know. That'd be incredible, dude. Yeah. That'd be incredible. The dark saber, the dude that 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 forges the dark saber. Yeah. Like, come on, that yeah. would be disgusting. And there's no attachment to it, like there would be with Bane and Revan. Nobody's gonna get all butt hurt when you do something different, you know. Just tell Tar Vizsla. Maybe that's story. what Ryan Johnson's trilogy is. Uh, who? <laughs> Bro, read He's it. Don't make me waste the cash, Gennaro, my guy. Yeah, I'm not reading that, Wazabi. Um, what Jedi do you want most to get their own show? Dooku. Mm. Also, we squatting up tonight because I'm definitely ready to fly with the boys. Theory Squadron for life. Uh, I was going to, but I think I'm going to be playing Phasmophobia on the uh, gaming channel because I crap my pants last night so if you're not sub to the gaming channel please do so i'm going to be on there tonight with probably mark and desire so uh, it's called theories arcade games check it out yeah. you have a live stream channel too right what's that Plug yes it. the den of nerds live we stream uh monday through friday starting at 10 a.m eastern standard time we have a lot of fun over there we talk about the news uh, a lot of good q a interaction and stuff it's pretty fun but i can't mess with scary stuff so i, I can never play that game dude dude I had a blast last night. I was screaming like a little baby. It was, yeah, that it would was... be me, except like my anxiety would also be like... Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. There's some funny clips in there. I think it was like a two-hour stream. Um, shout out to some of you guys who were there, actually. Um, do you think Maul is too saturated to have a TV show about his training and after the... No. Maul's a character that I would want to see definitely... Uh, after a Dooku show, or even in tandem, whatever. Yeah, you know? no, that'd be awesome for sure. Something that always surprised me was that Maul never used Force Lightning. Yeah, that is actually... Well, Vader never did either, right? Well, Vader couldn't. Why? Because the organic tissue? Uh, yeah, because when he got chopped up, his midichlorians were apparently... Apparently, he like, wasn't as powerful anymore. So he was only about mm. 80% as powerful. And then the way um, Palpatine structured his hands to be all metal... And then made his suit super vulnerable to electricity. It was like force <laughs> oh, okay. lightning. Um, he did in the novel. Uh, I'm forgetting the name now. It's an old one. Uh, anyways, he he collects. There's a crystal that he collects um, as he's escaping. From, well, not escaping, but Luke and Leia are hunting this crystal, and he intercepts it. He gets the crystal, and the crystal like magnifies his power tenfold, and he shoots force lightning. Sounds pretty dope. It is dope as hell, but then Luke like pushes him down some hole or something like that. Kind of yeets him off the cliff he like they did Ben Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. That's crazy. Um, so what's that thing that Plo Koon does? I saw your vid. Is that, Force uh, is, that is that canon? Or is that EU stuff? I don't know if it's canon anymore. I think it's just EU now. And what yeah. was it? It was like a... Force Judgment. So it's... Um, it's a copy of for- Sith, Sith Force Lightning, but it's not true Sith Force Lightning. Uh, it could... I don't think it could kill, but it was definitely very powerful, and it could, you know, incapacitate you or you know, make you mm. pass out or um, stop you from what you're doing. And it was orange. That is cool. Yeah. I'd love to see more stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. So he used it when 
it, he needed to use it against. I think there was a, a terrorist or something that was after a girl, and to save her life, he used it in that in that moment, that split second. Mm. And then the Jedi Council had to talk with him. They're like, "Hey, like, do you think this is something that you should keep using?" And then yeah. he's like, "If it's gonna save someone's life, yeah, absolutely." And he's like, "I can assure you, in that moment, I didn't have any sort of anger or hatred or mm-hmm. um, um, anything to do with the dark side." Any emotions that are, are attached to the dark side whatsoever. So, yeah, I can use it. Yeah, I'd be fine. Mm. They're like, okay. But, yeah, that he's the only be one. Cool. That'd be cool to see that um, or something to that effect. It, you know, it kind of makes me think of um, the Night Sisters sorcery and that and that whole thing, man. Like, there's so much untapped potential with what they could do with the Force. And it was one of the mo- more interesting things of the ancillary material around the sequels was watching Palpatine kind of get into all this stuff. Like, he knew Mother Towson. Like, he mm-hmm. like he knew Mother Towson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, studying from the old holocrons, uh, learning of the Jedi. And, you know, he kind of says it to Anakin, right, where he's like, if you want to understand the great mystery, you must study all of its aspects. Yes. And that whole idea of having a, a, a pretty complete and total knowledge of the Force and what it was capable of, I mean, he he must have been the furthest down that journey. I, I don't even think um, Plagueis uh, ended up finding as much out about the force as uh, Palpatine did. Yeah, I think Mace Windu is another one because he says in, in the book uh, to Obi-Wan that he created Vapod, which was his lightsaber fighting style, as mm-hmm. a way to answer the darkness within himself. Interesting. So the way Vapod worked, it was super OP, man. It was like if you're fighting, if so whenever he would fight a dark side user, the dark side would flow out of them and it would flow into him, recycle, and then flow back onto them. So it's like no matter how powerful, and that's that's allegedly how he defeated Palpatine. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense because otherwise the explanation is Sheev let him. That's what I like to believe, but, um, you know, George has said that that he beat him, so. Mm. All right, George. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I I, I asked Ian McDermott in person, I'm like, uh, when he was signing something of mine, I was like, did Palpatine throw the fight? And he's like, yes. I was like, all right. Of course he did. Of course he did, you know? Yeah. What does he say? Uh, I'm too weak. No, it was bullshit. It was so yeah. There's just no way face, he lost. That snap to that smile. Yeah, he was like, just he was waiting for Anakin, man. He knew everything. He could yeah. plant dreams. He could manipulate. He could see into your mind. The dude was next level. He was emperor of the galaxy. I mean, there's no yeah. way that he would have just... No, dude. Yeah. No. no I mean, I, but look, that's my interpretation of it. But but the facts are that that Mace won. So sure, it is what it is, man. I mean, what, what can I say? I'm just a fan. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I get you. I get what you're saying. I think it's at the end of the day, though. That's why retcons happen, and you know, George's retcon his own stuff. He's not as bad as a curatoriama with that stuff, but uh, you know, he's 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 up there. With the retcons. If you could have Leo DiCaprio play a character in Star Wars, who would he play? Um, probably no one. Yeah, no. I know he, he was supposed to play. He was supposed to play Anakin. What? Yeah, yeah. George went to him first. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, would the whole copy and paste thing, would Revan be considered a copy-paste character, or is he an extended universe character, and are the characters from the Old Republic considered extended timeline? Um, I think they're going to redo everything. So I think they're going to take a lot of inspiration, but I think they're just going to kind of change it up a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and if they do Bane, like, that's one of the things. They have to have a counterpoint to Bane. Like, they would almost need another Jedi, like, across from him. Mm-hmm. to 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 make that make sense but the thing was is bane just owned everybody like for a long long time he was just decimating people so yeah i don't know it's hard to adapt that yeah well we'll see i mean in feloni we trust right oh yes so that's all i gotta say about that oh, yes. um i'm kind of interested in the samurai bane from clone Wars story oh yeah right with yoda i'm interested in dark yoda yeah, you know it's a, well. Hopefully, we have a little more dark Yoda in High Republic, right? Right. Yeah. So we're getting a younger Yoda there. So, mm-hmm. but it's like it's it's all books and it's all like I want. Give me movies. You know, you guys. Disney is killing it on the books and the comics. I love their their stuff on the books and comics. For the most part, but um, yeah. Why why aren't we getting those in movies? I just feel like even an animated little thing, like you know, just. Man, I mean, throw it on YouTube. You probably will get like a hundred million views. Yeah, it is interesting how they Which go about probably doing all that. It, but... Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's weird that they have. But to to be fair, it does seem like they're finally listening now. I mean, rumors of a Mace show, an Ahsoka show, Ezra show. I mean, a Boba show. They they're seemingly finally figured it out, and and they are giving more fans what they want. I think. Yeah, I think so. But also, there's a line with not giving too much fan service like don't listen to the fans like we don't know what the hell a lot of us don't know what the hell we're talking about or what we want sure we want cool lightsaber fights sure we want this and that you know but at the heart of it we want stories that make sense that aren't just um let's say pushing agendas or aren't political you want a story that's based on the story of star wars which is about Mm -hmm. space drama right and we want the legacy characters to be treated properly as we go forwards and the yeah. new characters to make sense. That's all. Yeah. I don't really care about anything else. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, uh, a folk, that's why you need to have Filoni involved, like a, a focus on family and a focus on the heart of star Wars is very, very important. And, uh, you're just, you know, when you're talking about Dave, you're talking about a guy that just viscerally understands that lives and breathes that. And, uh, yeah, he should, he should be there to, to help, craft the vision but also to help the other creators on their way you know what i mean and and sort of help them you know find that that beat because yeah that's that's the guy that can do it man for sure well when you have someone that's trained directly by the creator of something it's not going to get any better than that there's no one that's going to know better they may have better ideas but it all needs to be filtered through him yeah and that's the thing that um they really need to grasp uh, a hold of and understand that hey man it's got to go through got to go through dave i think feloni has a good concept of what's going on and i think he's a fantastic filmmaker um and then if kevin feige you know knows a lot about star wars and, and he's obviously showed his uh, resume with marvel he's mm-hmm. absolutely killed it i mean there was the buzz around the Marvel films, I don't know if, I can't say if it was bigger or not around the sequel trilogy, but I almost feel like there was more enjoyment. Oh, yeah. I mean, the especially after Infinity War, the, the lead up to Endgame was like something Infinity I've War never experienced. 
dude, it was the it was such a great cliffhanger and such a ballsy move, and it and it created a a phenomenon. And I always say that like going in the lead up to Endgame and then watching Endgame together was one of the most exciting pop culture experiences of my life. Not only did my personal channel gain a lot and, and we grew a lot from Marvel. But like just the relationships that I had with fans and just cheering on together this crazy yeah. thing, it was very hard to find somebody negative on uh, negative on the lead up to Endgame. There are some people that thought Endgame wasn't as good as others, but sure, we're always going to have those people. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's literally magical what they were able to pull off uh, with uh, with Marvel. So yeah, yeah. there's with patience, planning. And a lot of money, <laughs> so oh um, yeah, yeah, and I and mean, it paid I off, think, man. Like it, it did. did, it did. I th- I view Kevin Feige as the greatest producer of all time. I'm gonna someday write a book about this guy. I'm fascinated by this guy. I I've done a lot of research into this guy. His his early come up, you know, with the Schulers, and uh, the the. Uh, not the Schulers, Schuler Donner. It was the Donners that he worked with, you know, uh, Richard Donner and and that production company. And like, dude, this dude is just he he he's the best. I think the reason Feige is so good at what he does is because he is one of us. He's a big nerd, like the biggest nerd ever. And he spent so much time when he was a young man like watching a movie that he thought should have been way better and then going home and figuring out what would have made that movie better, like with action figures and all. Like that's what he did. And now he's doing it with like real action figures like uh, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about him. I just know that he made a really great Marvel series. And hearing about him, you know, going into Star Wars – I don't know. Is he a Star Wars fan? I know he's great with Marvel, but it, that's the thing. So it's here's like he, the thing. Here's the thing. He has said on record that Star Wars is absolutely his first love. Star Wars is the thing he loves the most. It's not Marvel. It's Star Wars that he loves the most. He just also loves Marvel and got that job and and sort of so he killed produced, it. Yeah, yeah, he killed it. Well, he produced thirteen Marvel movies before he got the job as president of Marvel Studios. Like this dude worked with Sam Raimi on the old Spider-Man movies. Oh, this dude worked with I Brian Singer. On, oh, dude. So the reason that Hugh Jackman's hair looks the way that it does as Hugh Jackman is because as a production or a producer assistant on the lot, Kevin Feige went up to the costume department and said, no, you got to do it like this. Like this dude has been giving us the goods for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Like he's just he he's an incredible producer and he knows the fandoms, you know what I mean? I, I'm fanboying out a little bit here, but like I, I genuinely think the dude is next level. This is like a, the Steve Jobs of producers, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope it's going to be, I hope, I hope he does a great job. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, just want good movies. I don't really care who's involved, just make great movies. That's all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, want a Darth Plagueis movie? Yeah. Uh, what's each of your Star Wars film rankings? Oh, that's a, another video for another time. I'd have to say, um, three five six i've made a video on it i'm not gonna go over it again um with the whole copy and we did that one was there something else we were gonna baby yoda with with oh yeah this is the weirdest image i've seen man i have no idea what this means but there's an image out there of a toy of baby yoda hanging out with a pile of eggs some kind of uh, incubator device type of thing 
and I have literally no idea what it could be. Is there an image? You... And you uh, sent, you I sent th me something, but it... yeah, I think I sent it to you. But let me go see if I can find it again, and then I'll get it to you. Yeah, because it's uh, it's like a Reddit post, but yeah, I'll find it. I'll just I'll get the image for you. No. It is quite strange. It says child with the egg canister on it. What does that mean? Um, oh. All right, um, I think I, yeah, I got it. All right, cool. Yeah, right here. So what the heck's going on here, ladies and gentlemen? What do we think this could be? What the hell is that? It says egg canister, so it's not like we're misinterpreting it. It's a canister of eggs. Is this something on... Uh, Are those Baby Mon Yodas being created? Could, could be Baby Yodas, could be Mon Calamar. I don't know how the Mon Calamar... Do they hatch out of eggs? I don't know. He is kind know. of a reptilian frog-looking thing, so... Yeah. I could see that. Could be that. Could be a whole new thing of Force-sensitive Baby Yodas that Gideon's going to turn into an army. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's an accelerated aging. A, yeah, it's such a weird image, right? And let me see if anybody's got anything that they're talking about. Mm. Guessing it's a new favorite snack. Oh, people are saying it's just gonna eat them. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's uh, tsuka. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tsuka, tsuka. Yeah, and he's just gonna crack it open. Yeah, I don't know. Just a a pretty weird image to see. Other than that, don't really know what it could mean. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I could see them coming from eggs. Yeah. It's like a factory. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, look, I, I'm so excited just in general to have Mando back. Like, it's going to be so cool to see where they're going with stuff. Uh, you know, particularly, obviously, excited for the Filoni-verse episode and just seeing how all that's going to work. Um, Callista says, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, and whatever they do with Boba is going to be oh. dope, too. Um, Callista says, with the Filoni-verse coming, do you think we will see more Sam Witwer and a lot of things with Dave in charge? And if so, what do you want to see him in besides Starkiller and Maul? Uh, Sam, Killer, Sam, Sam Killer, Sam Witwer and anything would be great. Yeah. I think yeah. he's just such a phenomenal actor and someone that can really get into the role of any character that he's, excuse me, portraying. Um... He just has that edge about him. I don't know what it is, but it's very rare to find someone that can really just completely go into this role of this other being and be that being. So it's like, yeah. I don't even think he acts. I think he just, his brain just has this ability to just like become that thing. Yeah. No, I mean, he's really, really talented. And I really like what he does with like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff too. And like role playing in general. And uh, he, he seems to be one of those guys that sort of cut his acting teeth in nerdy circles as it was anyways mm -hmm. so um yeah it seems like he'd be really good i've always thought sam could play like an imperial some kind of like cocky imperial pilot in fact he even looks like one of the guys in squadrons a little bit one of the imperial dudes like he's just got like as nice as a human being as sam is he has these features that make him look evil like just straight up yeah, like yeah it's, he's got, it's, it's the caveman um I, I forgot what it's called but it's the, the um, brow yeah it's that that what the what is it called some ridge or i don't know uh, okay. i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah whatever um that thing uh where his his yeah his brows come out or his 
skull comes out more and it's just like this, this very menacing badass looking dude um yeah. yeah he's probably got some neanderthal in him who knows <laughs> he yeah. probably does though you're right no you're well, well i did one of those those dna tests and i think what, what did mine say i think i'm 55 percent more neanderthal than Dude, that's wild. Where did you find that out? Because I did uh, a twenty-three and me, and I did like, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. The expensive one though, and I, I didn't. Okay, so where's that in the data then? I did it eight years ago, Uh, nine years ago, and it's still updating to this day. So it's like giving me stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to go on there and see. That's really interesting. Yeah, Uh, but that twenty-three and me. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, all right, it's not that much, but I mean, hey, at least more than average. Yeah, no, it makes sense, dude. Yeah, we definitely have. Uh, look, the Neanderthals. Well, they, my dad we, did it, and he got like twenty percent. It's like you're you're only twenty percent. It's like, oh, okay. So you probably got a little from both branches, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and then my mom's was like twenty five or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And then yeah. I turned out to be like, fit me, I'm adopted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that makes sense. They got half your angles and half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you were born of the force. Yeah, possibly. Who knows any news about vader episode 2 excited for mandalorian season 2 and the content to come uh news about vader episode 2 yeah there's always news um i'm actually thinking of uh remastering the whole first one so there were a lot of things that were supposed to be different with the first episode um that didn't happen for whatever reason um we did the best with what we could at the time but now going back uh, i'd love to take all that raw footage um, have it rescored by Samuel Kim. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that the first scoring was terrible; it was great. It was it was amazing by Jacob Cadmus. Um, and there was another gentleman who did it. Who did a part of it? I forgot. It's in the credits, anyways. Um, yeah, and just have it re- remastered completely. And you know, the window was supposed to be like freaking huge, this massive mm-hmm. window. Um, you know, the you see you see the emperors wearing loafers. Like he's supposed to be wearing boots. Um, there are just lots of things I have a better. You know, the only thing idea. that I really noticed, the one thing that I th- I thought was in the emperor's in that throne room in the in the scene between uh, the emperor and Vader, it would have been cooler to have um, more space. I felt like that. Yeah, it looked claustrophobic. The set. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of looked like shit and. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff I'd like to change looking back on it. Look, at the time, I did, we did, everyone did the best that we could with what we had, yeah. with the budget we had and everything. But it all falls on me at the end of the day. You know, if I had more money, I would have been able to make something that was much more grand and and impressive. And um, Well, if you were shooting on a volume, you know, you could make and learn. it look like that. You wouldn't necessarily have to be in a room that big yeah you know so I mean? anyways now i'd like to, to to do that i'd like to maybe rotoscope those characters out and put them in a completely new um cgi environment that yeah is you know very akin to palpatine's chamber on his freaking star destroyer that doesn't look like a, a claustrophobic box mm-hmm mm-hmm I, I just yeah. feel like as a as a storyteller now, my ability is so much uh, um, has expanded so much more than what it was at the time. I think at the time I was just very gung ho on making a, a a movie and telling a story, 
um, that I just didn't really understand a lot of the things and a lot of, we did the best we could at the time. That's all I'm going to deduce it to. Yeah. Well, I'll just say that that, that movie is incredible and, uh, everybody watching this already knows that it's incredible. Um, and I also would say that the first movie that, um, uh, oh man, why am I blanking on the dude's name? The guy that did eyes wide shut. It's like my favorite director of all time that I can't think of his name. Kubrick. So Kubrick's first movie ever, uh, he bought up all the copies of it and burned them. So he's he's a similar he has a similar feeling about his first big movie as you do to the Vader fan film. But how much of that is like objective or how much of it is like your own kind of feeling of it? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's, you know, it, it was for the fans. It was not something meant to uh, make money off. And um, hence why I made that video back then when people were, were um, like saying like, oh, why are there ads on this? You know, I woke up and there were there were ads on it and people were like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got that email and um, so on and so forth. So I made that announcement that, uh, yeah, there are ads on this thing now and it's not me. Uh, I just wanted to know that. And it, of course it blew up and turned into this thing, which um, is where we are today. But going forwards uh, with episode two, there are just so many things that I I can do now that I, yeah. I have the vision for and I have the money for. And um, it's just a matter of doing it safely with COVID. And, um, you know, there would be a massive production crew for this one. And um, I'm very excited, but I just want to make sure it's all done, you know, when things are safe. And yeah, when I can yeah. fly down to the States. <laughs> yeah, 100%, yeah. man. Um, did, now, just out of curiosity, and maybe this shouldn't be like podcast talk or whatever, but... Um, I don't care, man. Have you ever thought about doing something unrelated to that IP, but mm. in the same genre? Have yeah. you ever thought about doing your Absolutely. own thing? Absolutely, yeah, way, I, I, By the way, I asked Dave this question years ago. I asked Filoni. I said, Dave, you know, you've talked a lot about Cause like he went to the same college as me. So like he, so he came back and like did this cool thing. I'll tell you all about it some other time. But like, basically, uh, I asked Dave, I said, Dave, like, do you have any stories of your own that you want to tell? Cause he's still like kind of telling Georgia's stories and stuff like that. Um, and, and he literally said, no, he said, not, not really. Like, he's just really not interested in, and he tells his own stories through the characters of star Wars and he's telling his own stories now. But like, as far as his own IP or stuff like that, like he was just straight up not interested, but right. But that's because he basically has assumed the IP of star Wars as his own, as he is the creator now. So he has that flexibility to tell his stories through these characters, which is, a dream, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. get better than that. But I don't have that luxury, you know. I mean, yep. tomorrow I c- the channel could be deleted. Who knows? You know, Disney could come in there and say, "Yeah, we don't like you. You're, you're <laughs> gone. See you later." Time's up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you never know. Um, but I have tons of ideas for things. Let me just say this: I'm starting on Star Wars theory. That's where I began, but it is not where I will end. Where I will end is making major production movies of my own that I'll fund and um, writing books and stories of my own uh, to tell different stories, not on the same genre, let's say, but including that genre, 100%, because it is something that is so fascinating to me and so dear to me. 
Um, so it will always pay homage and respect to George Lucas' story and everything like that. But of course, veering very far from an IP that is owned by this massive um, sure. company called sure. Disney. So, um, so follow-up yeah. question, follow-up mm. question then. So, um, you know, George himself is pretty open about how a lot of the mythology in Star Wars is not really his own at all, and it's ancient, it's perennial to us, right? Hero of a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell stuff, Sam Keen, a lot of this stuff. So I assume that being as big of a fan as you are, that this kind of stuff is really important to you as well. And so is that is that what you mean by, like, the spirit of Star Wars that you would want to... No? No, no. no. Um, something weird about me is that uh, so all the fan fictions and the videos and stuff like that, that they've all been done on the fly. They've all been done literally like hours before they were posted. So when I start, if I have a blank page, I just start writing literally anything. Um, I'll have a story. I don't mm. know. I, it just, it just goes, it might be a crappy story. It might be an okay story. It might be a great story, but that's, you know, for you guys to decide. But for me, I've just always had this since I was a kid, I would just see a blank page and I would just fill it with text. And by the end of it, I'd have a story that makes sense. It's it's like it would write itself as I type, which is weird. Okay. So I cool. wouldn't need any sort of um, studying, of studying of, of other yeah. films, let's say. Um, but of course, it's a great plus, you know, obviously get inspiration for stuff like that. But um, it would be just whatever comes up in my own head, in my imagination. Oh man, that's okay. So I, it's funny because I asked Dave the same question, okay, and his answer was similar to yours. Oh. And what he said was, uh, "You actually don't need to study it to know it." And that one of the beauties of it was that all these different cultures, they didn't study it; mm -hmm. they just told the stories. And so essentially, like a lot of the lessons of Sam Keen or like Campbell, is kind of that these stories are already in us, ingrained in us. You yeah. know what I mean? And some people like get into like some really interesting theories about what that means exactly. But like he had kind of said that, no, you don't need to study that. You just need to be a storyteller and, and serve the story. And if you're serving the story, you'll probably end up repeating a lot of the same things that are, you know, the cornerstones of every great story. And that's just kind of how it goes. The themes and such. Yeah. No, man, mm -hmm. ever since I was a kid, I've always been obsessed with stories. Um, movies to me are, uh, it's, it's, they're my life, you know. I, I really enjoy them. I really like just watching movies and learning and, um, be, you know, being captivated by the character and avoiding anything that um, pulls me out of the story. So that's something mm. I'm very keen on is that when you're reading a book, watching a movie, there can't be any sort of, like, joke or any sort of thing uh, that will pull you out of the story and make you think of something relevant to the real world. I want right. to keep you immersed 100% as if you're literally in VR and you don't know any other world. So yeah. that's the kind of book and, and story that I want to create, um, yeah. which I feel like in today's world is something that isn't really being done too well. I think in the 90s and the 80s, I almost feel like it was done really well. I don't know why, but it just maybe the, some of the stories were so far fetched. I don't know. It just mm. kept me in. There was no weird reference to anything that would like pull you out of it. Yeah. Like a mm -hmm. like a mama joke or something like that. Like it just, you know, it just, yep. I don't know. Yep. It just, it keeps you in there. Um, so that's something that I really f want to focus on. Yeah, and of course, no, telling, I agree. I telling agree. these stories about um, heroism and uh, uh, discipline and honesty and respect and um, working hard and, and, and triumph over evil and triumph over your own evils in your own mind, things like that. I think those are things that you don't really need to research or or 
or learn about. I think, you know, we all mm -hmm. have those in our lives. Um, cause at the end of the day, we all want to be a hero. We all want to be a good person. Uh, some people may just have a different, uh, definition of good. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. Um, yeah. essentially as maybe not by definition, but, um, by brand. And so I feel like just knowing that I can write stories based on what I would want to see, what I would want to um, be connected to when I'm watching mm. something or seeing a character. Right kind on. So, you're, so have you ever heard of the distinction between the architect or the gardener as a writer? It's something that I think is, it, I think George R.R. R. Martin, it was either Brandon Sanderson or George R.R. R. Martin sort of clarified this. That, and so you sound to me more like a gardener. So like a gardener is the type of person, like you were saying, like a blank page and you just go, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's like, that's what, um, uh, that's what Stephen King does. That's what George R.R. R. Martin does. Um, but someone like a Tolkien or someone like a Brandon Sanderson is more of an architect. They like plot things out, come up with like concepts and really all writers are a combination of both really. Sure. But, um, one of the things that gardeners run into problems with is they can't have they, they struggle with endings. It's almost like the JJ thing, right? Where like he can create, but he has trouble pulling it all together. You know what I mean? So I, don't I have know a real problem ever... with that. Yeah, interesting. I have a real problem. I can I can write a great story, at least in my opinion, to get you there, sure. but to end it. Interesting. Yeah. Because it just stops. Yeah. Like, there's no flow. It's just, it's like, it's just like an end flow. So it's like, what? That's why in all yeah. my fan fictions, you guys would be like, until Snoke returns or whatever. So it's like, because I yeah. just, I hate having something end abruptly. I always want it to yeah. continue. So it's, mm. yeah. Yeah. No, I, hey, look, it is what it is. That's a tough, uh, that's a tough thing. Maybe something to you just kind of try to figure out or work towards or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I find that pretty interesting. I'm a little bit more of, uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit more of an architect, I guess, when it comes to my writing. Like I, I like um, having certain beats. Structure. I, I, yeah, yeah. I tend to really focus on um, particular turns and, and, and kind of big moments. <clears throat> so I tend to think in terms of like, um, yeah, like a big idea and then sort of reverse engineer around it. Like sometimes it's a scene. Yeah. Sometimes it's a visual thing, you oh, know, okay. whatever. You're like but, George, I guess. I guess a little bit like that. Yeah. It's like, I'll just like, for instance, so I'm working on this comic right now. And one of the images I had was in my head. I just thought it would be dope to have this guy grab this guy by the shirt and throw him through a wall next to him. But like at such a violent, like in the way I had it paneled out was like, it's so violent that the dude is like in the clouds in the next panel. <laughs> And it was just the idea of like, because it's so out of nowhere. Like you'd never think somebody would throw a dude through a wall and have him go like 300 feet. You know what I mean? And like that idea. And then I sort of reverse engineered characters back from that moment to sort of get to That's that cool. place. Yeah. So apparently George's first idea for Star Wars was the lava, was was Anakin burning. Really? That's what I heard. I Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, have you ever read, um, oh, there's a great book and honestly, like I haven't even read it. I've just heard it referenced a lot. And some of the things that people talk about around it are pretty cool. I think it was like how George Lucas, or it's either how Star Wars conquered the universe or how George Lucas conquered the universe or something. 
Okay. But it's talking about like all the stuff that was going on in this dude's mind when he was coming up with Star Wars because there was like Flash Gordon, but yep. there was also a, a lot of Jack Kirby comics. So like I'm a big fan of Jack Kirby. He he did um, like Fantastic Four with with Stan obviously, and then he does uh, the New Gods at DC. And at this time, he was literally doing the New Gods. There's a character called Darkseid. There's things about children being swapped. There's the High Father. You know what I mean? There's some interesting concepts that like George is just absorbing all this stuff. Like he's studying anthropology. He's learning all this interesting stuff about our species. He's studying war and, and the American empire and, you know, interesting things like that. He's, he's reading Jack Kirby comics. He's watching flash Gordon, and, and it just becomes this amal amalgam of frankly, awesome shit, dude. You know what I mean? That he fuses into this, crazy thing that becomes star wars you know yeah it's kind of it's magic in a lot of ways like it is magic like he sort of um takes the stuff from inside his brain and and and, and creates it like none of this exists yeah right that's what without, i love about it that's that's what i love yeah. about youtube is that you literally take ideas from your own head at least like for the stuff that we create around content or whatever you just yeah. you just you just think of stuff in your own head or you take you know ideas from that are already out there and you create your your own consensus around your own theories around it or you 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 whatever bring comics to life or you have your own fan fictions and stuff the fan fiction stuff is where i really enjoy making content the most i'd say yeah well can i pitch an idea to you live on this stream yeah so check this out have you ever heard the zen parable of the samurai and the monk i might have explain it to so me. Basically, there's this monk uh, in a bar, and he's just chilling. He's just kind of minding his own business. And then there's a samurai in the bar, and the samurai is belligerent, drunk, acting a fool. Like, because at this time, samurais were like a social class, right? So, like, this dude was above everybody, and he knew it. Um, and and he's being like all belligerent. And at one point, he like notices the monk over there, and he comes over to the monk, and he essentially says, "Teach me." about heaven and hell to the monk and the the monk like looks up at him and is basically like i'm not teaching you anything yeah you could look like a bum you, you know you're you're unkept uh you look dirty you're drunk you, you you don't even deserve my time oh and by the way your sword's looking a little messed up and that's like a big insult to a samurai right mm -hmm. And so the samurai pulls out his sword, and he's enraged, bro. He's like, dude, I don't know who this monk is, but this monk's about to get it, you know? And so he takes out his samurai sword. He's got it, like, in his face, and he's ready to kill him. And the monk just, like, puts a finger up and says, this is hell. And he's like, sh like, like, to his attitude, to the samurai's overreaction, to his anger. And the samurai, like, pauses, and he, like, takes it in, and he sheathes his sword. And he gets on his knees before the monk and bows and says, uh, teach me. You know what I mean? Like he humbles himself. And then the monk says, this is heaven. Where, you know, the servitude, like the humbling of yourself, the death of ego, like these sort of things. And I say that story only because, well, first of all, it's kind of cool. But also I love Zen parables. And it would be kind of crazy to do some of these Zen parables in the style of Star Wars. So imagine that story that we just told, but it was like the 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 Sith or the Jedi versus the Guardian of the Will or something like that. I right? love that, yeah. 
Yeah, and like reteaching these parables and these really cool ideas through the medium of Star Wars because, I mean, let's face it, it's it's impactful. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I like that. I'm a big fan of all um, Asian mythology, Asian uh, teachings. The way of the samurai um, hits home for me for many yeah, many man. reasons. Yeah. That one super chat let us down a rabbit hole. Any news about later episode two? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, dude, what, yeah. that's what happened there. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't know what you never know what happens in these streams in these podcasts, but they're always fun. True, 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 true. Uh, I probably didn't get to many super chats. I'm very sorry about that, but I'll try to get through a few more. Um, they should get Walt Disney Animation Studios on Pixar to make an animated Star Wars movie or even Lucasfilm. I don't want a Pixar Star Wars film. Do you? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what we got with Forces of Destiny and stuff, kind of. like. Yeah, no. I, you know what Pixar I mean? like, holds a very special special place in my heart. Uh, Toy Story, Monsters, Inc. Um, a Bug's Life, which was so underrated. Uh, oh, I love A Bug's Life. Dude. I know, yeah. You know yeah. the thing I, I never forget with A Bug's Life is the caterpillar, the fat caterpillar character, I think his name was Heimlich, yeah. when he first screams and he, like, rolls up and all his fat... I just I'll never forget that shit. Or he's just like, ah. yeah. I think it was a great movie. And then you know they made Ant, not they, but then Ants was made, which is kind of mm -hmm. I felt like a riff on. Yeah. With Sly and a, and James Woods, I believe, which was great too. Mm -hmm. um, the last time they played together was uh, um, the the. How did you ever see that movie? Not Demolition Man. Um, the Specialist. Mm, I don't know if I've seen that special. Oh, no. man, you got to watch that tonight. Great movie. It's on Netflix? No. Uh, I mean, you you got to rent it on YouTube. Um, I know we're getting Bad Batch, but I'm for a movie uh, of a squad of clones from any battalion and stories going throughout the war. Yeah, it'd be neat. That's something I'm trying to do right now with um, a cinematic for Vader Episode 2. Have you read the Legends comic Jedi vs. Sith? Yes. No, I haven't read all of it, but some of it. I think that this is the first time the Battle of Rusan was depicted even b before the Bane books. I think the art style would be a good inspiration for a movie. Yeah, mm. I'm really liking the art style with what Benny's creating for me right now with the, the Order 66 animation, which we're going to have a new one coming out in maybe tomorrow, the day after, yeah. which will be a piece from the alleged Colin Trevorrow leak because... We've never actually gotten full confirmation, but right. Um, do you think Commander Devis will become canon? Who's I Devis? feel like we got this question before, and I don't know if I knew who he was then either. Who's Devis? Comic Book Resources posted an article saying that Order sixty six couldn't fail because the Jedi were self important jerks. Nice. They were. They were though. They were they they got too full of their own stuff, man. You yeah, know I mean, there's there's a Zen lesson there as well, right? Yeah, I agree with you about Sam Witwer theory. James Arnold Taylor always says the best actors don't act; they behave. Sam is great. Love the chat, guys. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, so th sometimes these take you know we do our news and then they take a different philosophical turn or um, stuff. Like What's something you want to do? Like, do you like you want to keep doing the Den of Nerds or where do you want to go as this like, expands? So for me. It's important to get the Den of Nerds to a certain place 
Um, and then once that happens, there's a ton of different things that I want to do. I, I mean, I am a writer and, uh, I actually have published comics and I used to work for a comic publisher and, uh, I've actually been trying to get back into that because I mean, you know, this more than anyone, but the YouTube grind crushes your creative juices. And so for me, I started feeling like I was losing my ability to tell stories. So during, you know, 2020, had a little bit more time. I've been working on a cool comic book script. I actually just got some art. Um, I haven't even shown the publisher this art, uh, the the one I'm going to pitch to anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm working with sort of a new artist, and I'm really excited about that. I also have a Star Wars fan fiction that I might work on with this guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's like get the den to where it needs to be. And I, and I really do want the den to be like this great place where nerds of all different kinds and walks of life can come together to enjoy stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually want to get into some interesting things, man. I want to do some esports stuff. I want, I want to, I love producing and I love coming up with, uh, ideas when it comes to content, I think is really where at the end of the day, it's where I find my, the most joy is, uh, producing content and working on like big macro business problems. Mm. Like I, I, I just, I, that kind of stuff gets my juices going, but I, I think it's important to, to establish the den before I move on to any of those kind of things. So, yeah, I'd like to make theory a, a massive enterprise of, uh, covering, I guess, pop culture. Uh, yeah. so eventually I'd like to move on, you know, make it into the, you know, tens of millions of subs and then, you know, for all of my channels, uh, because right now they're just me making content around things that I enjoy and getting paid for it, which is, allows me to fuel more money into the content, which is great. So it's it's like this mm-hmm. awesome feedback loop. But um, eventually I'd like to make it to a point where it's, it's self-sustaining. I can hire people to just keep it going or just drop it entirely and go focus on other projects. But I just feel like a lot of people would would miss the, the, the quality content and everything would still go through, through me filtered through me. But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, my, my view on this is like, it's interesting because I think the thing about YouTube is it's such a tough game that like even big channels and even like, you know, unless you're in the, the upper, upper echelon, it's too unpredictable as far as revenue is concerned to, to make some big macro business decisions. Like it's hard to actually say, Oh, I'm going to spend X amount or I'm going to fund X amount with YouTube because the return on investment is so up in the air. But I I do think that for me personally, pushing towards a subscription model and pushing my memberships and like the Nerdvengers and that community and trying to focus less on AdSense, I think is the way out of that problem. You know what I mean? Because the ad space is too unpredictable. And unfortunately, because of like Rona and you know, just the economic whatever, it's going to continue to be pretty tumultuous, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I was thinking of making... Um, <laughs> I've had the idea of making my entire channel just for join members as a way of um, mm-hmm. being able to pay for more high-budget content because none of them are making money. It's just me spending money. But I don't know. I don't really want it to be a, a, a pay-to-watch system. I like the fact that everyone can watch and it's for everyone because there are a lot of people who can't afford that. So Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. It's a tough balance to strike, but I think, uh, I mean, I think you're, you're doing it, man. I think, I think you're doing it at a, at a really nice level where, you know, you, you hit numbers and you do big numbers, but you also have like a great community and a lot of love in your community. 
uh, and it carries over to your other channels and to the arcade channel and things like that. So, like, I think, yeah, I think you got it figured out. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I just, I just do it. That will, hey, look, that is way better than the person that knows exactly what to do but doesn't do a thing. True. So. Yeah. Yeah, you just apply yourself and hope for the best, I guess. Oh, yeah. Do you think Boba and Mando teamed up? If Boba Mando teamed up, would Boba act in his own self-interest and betray Mando? Maybe. Hard to say. What is Boba's self-interest? We, we really don't know what, like, where is this character's head even at right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. It's going to be really just... interesting to dive into that, for sure. Yeah, that's, I, I, I need those answers. Dave, give me the answers. Only, what, three weeks away? Yeah, man. Are we going to do a watch party? Are we going to do a watch party? We should totally do a watch party. We should, man. We got to. Yeah. We got to. You and me, yeah. we, we would just have, yeah, we would just be like this. Yeah. I'm down. Except, except I'm going to be like this the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be down with that. We should do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, aren't you worried they'll ruin the ruthlessness of Bane and the Old Republic? I'm yeah. hopeful. We'll just see. I mean... Yeah, but I'm leg- I am legitimately worried about that. I mean, that's the whole thing. If if I didn't have that concern, then I would be like no worries whatsoever. I think that is the concern. It's I mean, it's Disney. Like it's not that hard to imagine them doing that. You Did know? they cancel Deadpool? Or is it still going? No, well, okay, so there's actually some wild Deadpool news that dropped uh where they might sign Ryan Reynolds to the biggest MCU contract ever and so deadpool might be in more marvel movies than any other character what? more than robert downey more than, more than any character yeah because he was like numero uno right yeah he was in he was in quite a bit of them yeah absolutely well so he had Nick the biggest Drake, contract though. i think right well so the thing that's yeah so the thing that's crazy about that is downey got so lucky dude because when he came out of rehab he was like considered a liability and this is I'm not just in like the oh he's a liability like no in an insurance sense he's a liability for the studio right so they didn't want him you know what I mean like they didn't want him I believe it was Favreau that really wanted him uh, for the role and uh, the studio was like mm, no they were feeling someone younger or Tom Cruise and uh, right so, Tom Cruise yeah yeah so they go with RDJ but here's the thing because he's such a liability they pay him very little upfront with massive back-end points and no second film in his contract and so after iron man blew up this dude was rolling in cash and they had to sign him and dude he took them to the cleaners good with that contract dude, good he took them to the cleaners son. good oh my god yeah so yeah he, payback he, he made it. Yeah, payback dude, right? for, for that yeah. yeah we all have our downfalls in life but you know it's our ability to pick ourselves up and he did that so Absolutely. Um, Shards was amazing. We thank you again so much, Levin Roosevelt. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, yeah, wait till episode two. It's going to take a big poo-poo on Shards. It's going to... Okay. You're going to be like, what? How, how are these the same continuation? So what, part two? It's just going to look a lot better. Aren't you worried they're... Right, we did that. So, yay, Steve, what up? Thanks, man. Emame says, another five because I can. <laughs> My username <laughs> is Emame. Oh, are you a girl? Oh, I guess. I was like, Emami, like Emami beans? Anyways, thanks, Emma. Uh, Emma May. You keep saying Emame, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was like the beans, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, put some salt on them, some soy sauce. 
Hello there, this is Star Trek. Right on. Star Trek General. <laughs> if they were ever to make a miniseries about Count Dooku before his turn, who would you have play a young Dooku? Hmm. I Someone with some swag, dude. Yeah, you can't replace Sir Christopher Lee. I'm so bad with actors. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Hey, Josh, that is basically what happened with Anakin. His last words before he burns, his first words are, are as a Sith, I hate you. That burning is what hatred, anger, and pride make you feel like hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love your content. Do you think there was ever a chance to save Padme in any scenario? Yeah, if Anakin ran away with her to Naboo. Yeah. Yeah, he should have just bailed, dude. Should have bailed on the whole thing. And the thing is, like, that's what's so crazy about Sith, is you can see a couple moments there where he was like, maybe we should just get out of here. You know what I mean? Great chat. You guys are the only ones I would pay to help out between Den of Nerds and Star Wars Theory. Everything I love is discussed. No agenda. We got to do some of these live streams in your channel so you can get the, the soups. Yeah, well, we'll do. Yeah, we'll figure something like that out for sure, man. Um, but I mean, honestly, like, I just it's give you like been... a cut of them. Yeah, I feel bad. Some of the, some of these are for you, you know. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like that to me, I mean, to think that there's not value being brought to me by just even being here is crazy. Of course, like I'm, I'm aware of it. You know what I mean? Like ah, you're aware of it. Whatever. Like, yeah. All right. You, you bring value by being here, man. So I don't think anyone outweighs the other person. I just have more followers whatever yeah but we're look we're we're figuring this out and like you know maybe down the line we can talk about something like that but uh cool. i'm very happy to to be here and to to be speaking to your community and uh just you know getting to know you well and it, Star Wars, it's man. it's our community now so boom it's likewise man um cool. when did you start the denim nerds it's like two and a half years ago maybe three years ago at this point so yeah. was it was I around before before you? I believe so. I think we started relatively around the same time. Started twenty sixteen. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to go back. I, I wanna say I wanna say we started around the same time, but I, I can't Yeah, I can't really remember. I think All I, was, I know is that I think I was there a little bit before. So I mean hopefully you know, these guys will know about your channel more and then they can just siphon over. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Uh, you were way better than me out the gate. I'll tell you that for sure. Like, there's, I I mean, I legitimately think there are reasons uh, where you're at, where you're at, so. I don't know about better, but. Dude, for at least a year and a half, I was horrible at YouTube. Like, and I know that. You know what I mean? So. But that's the know. thing is I wasn't doing anything. Like, I was not doing any advertising. I was not doing any. I didn't know what the hell SEO was. I wasn't, like, I don't know. Maybe I just got lucky. Well, I mean, sure, in some ways, but I think that there was there was obviously value there. Like the the algorithm can't, will not push out garbage. To you know what I mean? Like it's not just going to push out garbage. Like people have to be engaging with that. So there was obviously value, and I would say the biggest thing that you had was you you broke down potential barriers that uh, existed for other types of content. Meaning like it was just really easy going. The the audio sounded good. The video sounded good. It didn't feel abrasive you know what i mean it was very accessible um so yeah and i think that especially at that time because i think youtube has changed tremendously over these years yeah but i think particularly at that time that really did put you in a special uh class you know what i mean well my fan fictions and my comics were what stood i remember i was the first one to do bring the comics to life Mm. 
So that was a thing for me that I really enjoyed doing. And I just kind of enjoyed, I just I just did what I enjoyed. So it was like fanfics yeah. and comics. I was like, that was it. And like some lore videos here and there. But, you know, obviously yeah. the bigger channels covered that at the time. And yeah, I, if someone asked me how'd you grow so fast, I don't know, I'd just be like, ah, oh, and I just worked hard. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't actually know ex- exactly what I did differently. I just, I don't know. Um, thanks to them. Uh, thanks to the subs. Amen. Uh, how dare you didn't read my super chat. Read, read the, f- read the effing super chat. I will unsub. I'm sorry. I didn't see your super chat. Right. If you send them and we're having a conversation, I'm not going to immediately like, right. Interrupt the convo and read like, that's not how it works. I appreciate your super chat a hundred percent, but you know, it's got to make sure it flows with the convo. It's the, the podcast isn't here just for soups, but I do appreciate them. Of course they do help the channel. I wish you do a part three of Qui-Gon training Anakin. I want to turn that into an animation. Yeah, man. It'd be fun. I think the That'd new canon really cool. comics go pound for pound with the old EU stuff. The books, however, are another story. Do you guys prefer new canon or old canon? Mm. Eh, a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, there's great work being done in both. And some of the authors are literally the same, right? So, I mean, James Lucino has done incredible work in the EU. Plagueis is a masterpiece. He killed it, yeah. But yeah, but also um, Catalyst, super underrated, incredible James Lucino work, you know, before Rogue One. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of good in both. Um, yeah, good in both. Emma May, I'm the Bean Queen. Yeah, well, that's, I'm just going to call you Emma Mame from now on. <laughs> uh, hello there, this is Star Trek. What, Night Energy, I did read your Super Chat. What are you talking about? You said this is Star Trek. I read it. <laughs> Busting, busting me up for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, I want to make sure I cover everyone's, but it's it's sometimes hard. Yeah, it can be tough. Yeah, sure. and I don't want it to be like I don't want to be rude. Did anybody figure out what this egg uh, thing is with uh, Baby Yoda? Anybody? Anybody in chat figure it out? Pop it up again. I think they're creating him, man. I think they're just creating clones of him. Yeah. It's got to be something, right? I don't know. Or he's just, like, eating... I mean, it would be super messed up if you, like, ate one of the main character's kids or something, you know? Yeah. Like, weird. Be... Maybe he didn't. He eats his own clone. Uh, just need to send another super chat to validate the fact that you are both amazing and have great content. Sending much support. Thank you, Sarah. That's really nice of you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I watched the first Squadron stream and wanted to let you know that I last laughed my ass off when the guy sent you a dono saying he's been watching you for six years and you told him that you've only been here for four. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, was thanks, man. I've only been here for four. Yeah. Appreciate it, though. He's like, I didn't mean on YouTube. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-mm-mm. Did you know Jamie Foxx's Electro is returning in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3? Mm-hmm. Yep. How's that going to make sense? Well, that the is verse? the question. That is the question. Are well, they bringing I mean, Toby? So, that's what I think is happening, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yep. I think live-action Spider-Verse is on the table, yeah. God, if they bring back Toby, dude, my childhood will be... But he's old at this point. I mean, he'll be, like, he'll be much more like he's the not Spider-Man. Old. He's like 45. Uh, bro, he's old. Bro. Is he? he was a, well, I just mean in Holy. the sense of like, 
Well, you're probably right. He's probably like 45. 50? Okay. But I mean, like, to be Spider-Man... I mean, Peter was older, obviously, at one point in the comics, but uh, I, I just think he would be more like the Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse than the one we remember from yeah, the yeah. old Sam. Yeah, yeah. But that'd be cool, too, right? Yeah. He's like he's like Bruce Wayne who gives the, the, the suit to... What was it? Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, Terry McGinnis. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a sick suit, by the way. Did I tell you I bought a uh, a, a screen accurate Batman suit? What? Yeah, it's it's coming. It's in the mail. It's, it's gonna take another like three months to make. But which suit is it? One of the specific actors, or I don't even know. I don't even think so. I think uh, I just talked to the guy who makes them. It's this company called uh, Reeves FX. Okay. It looks legit. Like, I was like, dude, <laughs> I have to just, just so I can stream Batman games in this. I want absolutely. To. Now, did you give him measurements or something, or like, how's that working? No, apparently it fits everyone, um, and I like in in a certain height range. I think it's like five eight to six two or something. Hmm. Um, and I'm like right in the middle there. I'm five ten. So okay, okay, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that sounds cool. I would want to see. Just make sure you didn't get the one that had the bat nipples. I forget which one that was. No, that's not the one. No, the Tim Burton one where he had the nipples. On no, the suit. it's not that one. I think it's it's more so. Uh, maybe the Batfleck one. That's a dope suit. Dude. Yeah, he had a couple really cool ones. Yeah, but... it's like that with a mixture of Dark Knight. I don't know. It's 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 pretty sweet. I think it's like some. Nice. I don't know, but it's cool. That's We'd be getting a Ahsoka Tano's Force Effects lightsaber. Probably not. Uh, maybe if you guys yeah. want to review, but probably not. I don't. I have yeah, the I ones from so. Galaxy's Edge. So. Yeah, the ones from Galaxy's Edge are dope, dude. Yeah. I love those sabers. The white ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Um, holy dude, we've been doing an hour and a half. Oh snap! Okay, I didn't even know. <clears throat> okay, are you doing squadrons tonight? I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, take a little break and just chill, and then probably get on for sure. But. You're doing you're doing scary stuff, right? I'm doing scary stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna play with Mark and Desire on the gaming channel probably in like an hour and a bit. So make sure you guys head over there. And your channel was the Den of Nerds Live. Yes. You're gonna Den play Squadrons. Live. Yeah, and I think it's got a. The, I think Live is in all caps. I don't know if I'm gonna stream Squadrons though. Oh, you I might streamed, just play. Yeah, I might just play. Um, just kind of off. I'll shoot you a text if I finish early or something, or like something doesn't work yeah. out, and then and then I'll squad up with you. Sounds good, man. We'll see how it works. Then maybe we can get some some subs in too. It'll be fun. Um, I have not read Percy Jackson's series. Oh no, I read. I think I read one of them. Um, Percy Jackson and the the lightning. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. The eggs is one of the the backpacks from the guys are wearing in the Mando trailer. Also, Theory Den is an is awesome and theory welcome to the nerd vengers mm, yes thanks mike how about a mando episode review with you guys and review easter egg yeah so we'll do the, all that stuff when it comes oh out. yeah for yeah, sure 100 percent. um i sub to den of nerds you guys are the best good yeah go sub thank to him thank you thank you thank you appreciate it for sure yeah sub to him if you like his stuff okay guys well thanks so much i'm sorry if i didn't get to all the soups but um it is what it is, and no disrespect, just we just didn't get to it. I just didn't see them. I've, I've siphoned through. I don't think I've missed any, but if I have, then comment next time and next week's stream, and I'll get to them. So thanks for joining, guys. we still got to come up with an outro. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll work on some cool stuff. We'll see. Yeah, well, whatever.
figure it out. All right. Later, guys. Have a great day.